Welcome to the Uncommon Lungs Podcast, hosted by me, Julia Ray, and brought to you by Everyday CF. This podcast is sponsored by Vertex Pharmaceuticals Incorporated, and all participants have been compensated by Vertex. Views expressed are those of the host or guests, and are not necessarily shared by Vertex. Nothing discussed on the podcast should be considered medical advice. Such advice should only be provided by a medical professional. Remember, everyone's experience with CF is different, so it's important to talk to a doctor before making any changes to your routine or engaging in physical activity. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoy hearing these perspectives from the cystic fibrosis community. One of the most inspiring aspects about the CF community to me is their resilience. Even when I get reached out to by someone who's going through a hard time, the overwhelming response from a CF patient is that they're going to get back up on their feet. There is no sense of defeat in this, and I'm always astounded by our capacity to keep going. Today's episode is one of those stories of resilience. Michael is my inspiration, and as cliche as it might be, you know, I have the opportunity to to raise my hero, which is amazing. Some people don't even get to meet their hero in their entire life. And my son is my hero. Hi, friends. Welcome to the Uncommon Lungs podcast, where we share different perspectives from the CF community. I'm your host, Julia Ray, singer, actress, and advocate for people living with this disease. As you may know, I have CF. And while it impacts me every day, it has not stopped me from pursuing my dreams. The same is true for so many in this community. And I hope hearing their stories will give you insight into our everyday lives and inspiration for the future. Today, I am speaking with Michael and his mom, Jen, who are going to share their amazing stories of resilience and caregiving through some really high highs and some really low lows. First of all, thank you both so much for being here. Could you tell our listeners a bit about yourselves, Jen? I know we both have done some advocacy for CF. Um, Why don't you start us off? Hi, everyone. I'm happy to be here, Julia. Thanks for inviting us. My name is Jen, and I am the mother of a cystic fibrosis uh, warrior. And, um, you know, like you said, Julia, I do get involved in advocacy. You and I have gone on some, some trips together for that cause, which has been amazing. Um, and also I am really active in fundraising for the community as well. Um, and happy to be here. So thank you. So great. And Michael, you have an extraordinary story because I know what you're about to share is absolutely amazing. I just want to remind our listeners that it's important to consult with a doctor before engaging in any strenuous physical activity. And now that I've built up all this anticipation, uh, please tell us about yourself, Michael. Yeah, so my name is Michael, and I was born with cystic fibrosis. I grew up in and out of the hospitals from anywhere from four to six times a year, ranging from three to five weeks at a time in the hospital. You know, at age 12, I was diagnosed with AFB in my lungs, and the doctor basically told me that I was going to die. And he drew on a whiteboard and he just drew like a diagonal line down. And he said, This is what your life is going to be like from now until the time that you pass away. And that's heartbreaking hearing that as a 12 year old. My mom hearing that as a parent, she actually uh, had me put headphones on. 
And but that moment kind of sparked something in me to really just fight this disease with every last bit of energy and fight that I have. And I asked my doctor if I can just have one last summer to be a kid. And and I've always loved to surf, skimboard, and just be at the beach and you know be a beach bum as they call it. And you know I've always been very active, and the salt air and the salt water really helps bring up the mucus in my lungs and help me breathe a lot clearer and easier. And through that summer, I was very active surfing every chance that I got because I literally felt like it was the last summer that I was going to have to just be a kid. So yeah, after that summer, we went, we went back to the doctor and we did a lung function test and my lung function went up and everyone was just extremely surprised, but also excited because we were all went into that visit being very upset. And I, through the next year or two, my, I was in the hospital for a couple of times, but I bounced back quickly each time. And then at four, at age 14, I decided to do something more than a little 5K or something that I have been doing from time to time. And I decided to run the New York City half marathon. So I trained for eight weeks and accomplished this goal. And that feeling when I crossed the finish line was something that it's hard to even describe. Um, you know, looking back to me sitting in that hospital room being told that I was going to die to now running a half marathon with cystic fibrosis um, was just one of the greatest feelings I've ever had. That's incredible. And, and in order to get there, I'm, I'm sure, and to pick yourself up from such a low, I'm sure mindset had a lot to do with it. So how do you stay motivated to, to accomplish these physical feats? Yeah. My, like you said, mindset is, is everything when it comes to endurance events or even life in general, especially with CF. And um, so when I was in the hospital, I would always ask for a treadmill in my room just so I can run on it and just try to get out of there as quickly as possible. And I would do that so that everyone else with CF that was walking in the hallways could see me and use me as motivation. And then I would use them too. So if I'm going to get an x-ray or something, walking through the hallway, seeing these, these CF patients on bed rest and in bed and physically not being able to do anything. Um, and just knowing that maybe they have a little worse than me and I can't complain, you know, because I'm up and I'm walking around and I'm able to do these things. So I, I use that as motivation. I use kids that have lost their battle with CF as motivation and, you know, personal friends and family that I've lost. And I use their spirits and I use them as motivation to push me through anything. And even if I'm in a tough workout, feeling that pain or that burn in my legs or something means that I'm alive and I can feel pain. And I, I love that. I love the fact that I can feel pain. And I love the fact that I'm alive. I, I love that. <laughs> I have chills. Uh, Mom, it must be so incredible to, to see your son grow up into this amazing young man now. Uh, how are you making the shift from being a full-time caregiver and kind of letting your baby fly now? It's definitely uh, nerve-wracking, right? I'm excited and scared all at the same time. It's a weird mix of emotions that happen. I think back often to you know when Michael was diagnosed and thinking, like, gosh, what is high school prom going to be like? What is graduation going to be like for him? Um, you know, how sick will he be during this time period? Will he get to see this? And seeing it now and seeing how well he's doing. I'm overly excited, of course, but I'm also nervous to let him go, right? I think any parent is with or without an illness involved, but with the, an illness involved, it does add a little bit more stress. 
Um, but we have been preparing for many years now for this moment, and we are really, really excited that we're here. I think one of the things that's important to me as a parent, you know, Michael just talked through his story about, you know, wanting this one last summer. And when, when he asked me that, it actually brought to the forefront that, you know, CF steals a lot, right, from, from everyone involved. Um, but at this moment, it, for me, it brought to the forefront that CF has stolen my child, my son's childhood. He didn't get to just be a kid, and that's all he wanted this last summer. Um, and so that, to me, um, was important to make that summer happen for him. But it also, looking into the future, is trying to do everything I can to make sure his adulthood is that. It is just a, you know, fun exciting time for him um, to accomplish his goals. And in order to accomplish those goals with CF, there is a a routine, a daily routine that we have to commit to. Um, Michael, why don't you walk us through what your daily routine looks like? Yeah. So uh, it takes a lot of discipline, like we were saying, and, and knowing why I have to do these treatments and take these medications is very big because if I don't know why, then it, it would just be, me thinking that, oh, well, maybe I can just skip it this one time, you know, but knowing that if I do skip this one treatment, I'll feel good the next day. But then in two months from then, I won't feel so good. And, you know, I wake up every morning and do a breathing treatment for about an hour. Um, I put on this vest that shakes up the mucus in my lungs and take a bunch of inhaled antibiotics and medicines. And I swallow over over 40 pills throughout the day, uh, taking enzymes when I eat every time because my pancreas can't produce enzymes, as you know. And, and yeah, I do that breathing treatment twice a day. And if I'm sick, it's up to four times a day, each taking anywhere from 45 minutes to an hour. Yeah. It's, it's a lot. It's a lot. And I, I loved what you <laughs> said about knowing what each treatment does so that you're inspired to, to keep doing it. And so that you don't skip any part of this uh, sometimes daunting routine. Uh, Mom, were you, did you have a hand in teaching Michael that? Yeah, it was really important um, from early on for me to make sure that Michael understood what cystic fibrosis was and, you know, down to the detail of what every pill was doing for him and the name of that pill. So even as young as like five, I could show him a pill and he could tell me what the name of the pill was, what it was treating, um, why he needed to take it. um, So that it became something he just knew as he got older and not something he had to learn as a teenager, um, which I think is really important for any parent out there who, who is going through something similar is teaching your children young um, to make it second nature is really important to give them the life skills they need as adults uh, to manage this illness. Certainly. Yeah. Knowledge is power. And I think it empowers uh, young children with CF2 to take on their daily routine and, and helps the transition become so much smoother. So obviously you've done an excellent job with Michael, Jen. Uh, Thank but you. How do you guys take this routine on the road with your races? Uh, that's got to be just a new task on its own. Yeah. I mean, we take, we take everything. We make that hotel room the same as our house would be. We take my medicine, we take my vest, we have these little portable steam bags that go in the microwave to sterilize my medicine cups. And, um, you know, the, my favorite part about going is, is the morning of the race. Um, at like, we have to get up like four because you have to check in at like six. So we have to get up even earlier 
and my mom will come in and make sure I'm doing my treatment or help me out with it. And I'm like amped up wide awake, um, barely even sleeping that night. And she's still like a little asleep and I'm talking to her, like being all loud with the lights on and she's like, go back to bed and just getting all, all <laughs> mad. But I mean, it's funny. And, um, yeah, I, I, it's funny. I have stories like that too. It must be a, it, it, I don't know if it's a CF thing, but I, I wake up like that in the mornings too. And my dad's like, wait until I've had some coffee, Joel. <laughs> uh, but Jen, what do you, what do you do to help him prepare for taking this treatment on the road and with the races? There's got to be stuff that you're still helping him out with. Oh, absolutely. It's, it's a really stressful time, you know, especially a lot of these events that Michael gets involved in are, are far away. Sometimes we have to get on a flight to, to go to a different city. Chicago is a good example of that. Um, and it is nerve wracking. You know, when you're that far away, you, you can't just run home and, and grab something you forgot. So checklists are important. Um, and we make sure that we, you know, create a list and, and make sure we have everything we need uh, for that. Um, we also, you know, do things like we call the hotel in advance and make sure we have a, a little refrigerator in the room to keep his medicine cold. If they have a microwave to make sure we have access to it so that we can sterilize his cups. Um, and now with COVID-19, you know, there's extra stress involved, um, to stay safe. And so we've always brought some things to like wipe down the remote and things like that. So we're definitely, um, cautious about that, those things. But in addition, I'll even call and ask them to open the window in the room for about an hour before we arrive, just to get some fresh air flowing in that room and, uh, and, um, make it a little less stressful, um, in that regard. Well, you mentioned checklists. I don't do anything without a good checklist, but the checklist for uh, CF patients and families are much longer than the average person, which can get so stressful and weigh you down. Where do you turn to for support through all of this? Jen, what is your support system like? So I'm very blessed. I have an amazing support system um, from the beginning with my parents um, for, for support for Michael. So my mom and I are like best friends. Um, I, I really, really rely on her a lot. I am remarried now. And my husband, um, you know, coming up on eight years, he has, he has jumped into this world with CF and has taken it on. And he really is my rock. Um, you know, I'm just, I'm so blessed to have my dad, my mom, my husband all in my life. Um, of course, friends and family and things like that, that I can reach out to, but, that is one area I feel so incredibly blessed and thankful for the amount of support that both Michael and I have on this journey. And maybe could you talk about how your family dynamics shifted through divorce, especially tackling cystic fibrosis on top of just the familial stress of a divorce? Yeah. So when Michael was younger, uh, maybe around the age of five, his father and I did get divorced. Um, and it was a hard time. I think it's a hard time for any family that's splitting, but you add a disease like cystic fibrosis to it. It adds a lot more stress. Um, but with that, you know, things weren't always good in the beginning. There was a lot of turmoil, a lot of fighting, a lot of, um, not communicating. Right. And, and I think that adds a lot of stress, even onto Michael, as much as you think your child's not seeing or feeling those things, um, you know, they are, they absolutely are. And, um, you know, his father and I came to a, a really good point where we realized that everything we did going forward that related to Michael had to be in Michael's best interest. And in order to get there, you have to let go of a lot of emotions. You have to let go of a lot of anxiety, a lot of hurt, 
feelings along the way and just focus on what's going to help Michael so that we can get to a point where we are now where we can go to his events together um, and cheer our son on together. And Michael gets the benefit of seeing us both there, right? Or graduation's coming up and he gets to have both his parents there. And it's not stressful on him to be like, oh gosh, mom and dad are going to be there together. I hope they don't fight. You know, he knows that we are, we're friends and, you know, we, we want to both support Michael and raise Michael together. Um, so it's good. And, you know, my ex-husband and my husband, they get along. And, and again, for that common ground of what's in Michael's best interest. Um, and it's really been great. And it wasn't always, but we're here now. And that's what we focus on. And, um, you know, that's what we'll continue to do. Really great that you you all have been able to to rally around Michael. I think divorce is hard any, any way that you slice it. And it's, I think it's important to realize that putting your child and especially if you have a child with a chronic illness to keep in mind that, that they're first, that they're the priority. And I'm sure Michael felt that growing up. Um, Michael, what was it like to have, you know, now you have extra family members supporting you. What is your support system like now? And any mentors in your life? Walk us through that. Yeah. Holidays are fun. I get double the presents, (laughs) but, um, yeah, mentor-wise, I mean, my mom, obviously, my grandparents, my stepdad, my father. Um, but Jay, who has been with me since that first half half marathon, you know, he he used to be a coworker with my mom, and he heard that I was doing this and reached out. And you know, he's an ultra ultra runner. I mean, he does that stuff all the time. So he was like, "Let me let me train your son and let me mentor him." And ever since then, through the years, we've became closer you know he's like a big brother to me um and i always i call him if i have a problem uh he sends me the training you know we do all these events together so he's definitely been one of the biggest mentors besides my mom and my close family uh it's amazing to have a mentor like that, especially when you're tackling a physical, uh, strenuously physical activities like you are, Michael. Um, I'm, I'm so impressed by you, Michael, and just you, Jen, uh, for how you've raised Michael. Um, where do you both find inspiration? Because picking yourselves up through the hardships that you guys have faced is so difficult, but where do you find that inspiration? One thing to be motivated like you are clearly Michael, but uh, when you're having a tough time, what inspires you? Yeah. Like I said before, you know, other people with CF knowing that I'm not the only one and that maybe I, I have it better than some people, you know, some people don't aren't able to even go for a walk, you know, and, you know, thinking about that, thinking about, the people that have lost their battle to CF or are awaiting a lung transplant. And it just makes me feel like I really can't complain, you know, like someone in the hospital bed waiting for a lung transplant and I'm in my house comfortable, you know, and I, so I can't complain. I can't make an excuse. Uh, and, you know, people that I've lost in my life personally, friends and family, I use all that as inspiration and strength to get through any workout, any, any challenge that comes my way. Huge perspective. Um, I'm hearing from you. That's, that's so key in being able to get through the tough times and keep going. What about you, Jen? What inspires you? So I am inspired by Michael, right? Michael is my inspiration. And as cliche as it might be, you know, I have the opportunity to 
to raise my hero, which is amazing. Some people don't even get to meet their hero in their entire life. And my son is my hero. Um, so he is what keeps me going. His, his battle, watching him um, overcome these challenges is my inspiration to keep going um, and, and to push through them. And I think I'm having a hard day. And I think a lot of people have said this you know, to you, Julia, or to Michael, as they think about your story. And um, that's what helps keep them going as well. So, uh, Michael, I know I tell you all the time, but you are my inspiration. Oh. I love, I love you guys. You guys are just really, I'm so inspired. I'm blown away. I'm inspired. Um, selfishly, I want to know what advice would you give to others facing major life challenges, changes? What advice do you have to share, Michael? Um, yeah, the biggest advice I would give, whether even if you don't have CF, if you're going through depression, any type of battle, is even when you feel like you've hit rock bottom or at your, you're at your lowest point of your life, that's your lowest point. You can't go anywhere. You can't go down anymore. So the only place to go is up and to move forward and to know that tomorrow's a new day and that you're still alive and you're still breathing. And, you know, there's people that would kill to be in your position just to be alive. You know what I mean? And, you know, no matter what situation you're going through, how you think the next day is going to turn out, you determine how the next day turns out. And at the end of the day, it's your choice of how your future unfolds. Wow. Makes so much sense to me that you're tackling all of these incredible goals with that advice uh, that I, I will, and I'm sure our listeners will take to heart. Jen, what about you as a mother of this amazing young man and so my biggest advice would be to other caregivers or parents out there of, of folks, um, you know, helping support those with cystic fibrosis is just breathe. And I know that sounds cliche because we're talking about a lung disease here, but it's really important. Take a deep breath. Understand that everything's going to be okay. Um, you know, focus day to day. But I think another thing is to make sure you're doing self-care. I used to think when Michael was younger, if I were to go out with my girlfriends or go get my nails done or anything like that, that that was selfish of me. And I've learned through the years that, that it's so important to take care of myself so that I'm stronger, both physically and mentally, um, to be able to be that better caregiver for him. So um, I think self-care is another really big, important thing that people have to realize it's not selfish, it's, it's needed, and um, it's actually better for you and the person you're taking care of when you take those moments. So, so necessary. And I'm so glad that you touched on that. Um, I, I, I keep repeating myself, uh, but I, I'm just so inspired by both of you and so grateful that we got to talk and, and people got to hear your stories today. So thank you both so much. Thank you, Julia, for having thank us. What an amazing story. Their relationship is so powerful and they've both done such an incredible job balancing CF care. Remember, Everyone's experience with CF is different, so it's important to talk to a doctor before making any changes to your routine or engaging in physical activity. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Uncommon Lungs. If you like this podcast and want us to keep making more, please consider subscribing. And for more CF resources, daily tips, and recipes, visit everyday-cf.com. Stay tuned for the next one where my lovely friend Tara walks through her unique experiences with life, love, and growing up.